Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. And up next, a curious case of contract law. In 1996, one John Leonard sued Pepsi over a promise that he saw as reneged on, but that's only half of the story. Here's our own Monty Montgomery to help tell the rest. Court cases are serious business. If I put this knit cap on, who am I? I'm still Johnny Cochran with a knit cap. Court cases are 
important. If Douglas touches out. me, you will not be happy, Your Honor. I, you know what? If Douglas beats you to a pulp, I'll be delighted. Get out. And there's one court case in the 90s that was truly astounding. And no, it's not the People versus OJ. I'm talking about Leonard versus PepsiCo Inc. Here's Sean Kernan of Medium with this dramatic story of deceit, twists and turns, and contract law. In 1996, Pepsi rolled out one of its Drink Pepsi, Get Stuff campaigns. It was your usual promotion where you get points for purchases that you can later use. The TV ad targeted teenage and early 20s customers. It showed all these cool things you could win with Pepsi points. They showed a kid wearing a Pepsi t-shirt, 75 Pepsi points. He was wearing a leather jacket that was 1,450 points. He had sunglasses on that were 175 points. They then boasted, the more Pepsi you drink, the more great stuff you're going to get. Then, it escalated. The commercial ends with that same kid who was wearing the leather jacket and sunglasses landing a Harrier jet in front of a school. Everyone's papers were blowing off of their desks and kids were crowding to the window to see the jet landing. And there, in the courtyard, is a literal Harrier with the kid in it. The jet is armed to the teeth and below it it says, Harrier fighter, 7 million Pepsi points. The campaign was mostly a success as sales increased significantly, but there would be an interesting twist in this promotion. A 21-year-old business student, John Leonard, saw the commercial and took a particular interest in that jet. To get the Harrier, he would need to buy millions of Pepsis. Most winning Pepsis only had one point on the label. Some had three and five, but there were no one million Pepsi point bottles. But there was a workaround. John noticed the fine print said you could buy points to get the merchandise instead. Each point was 10 cents. So for example, the 1450 point jacket cost $145. The 175 point sunglasses would cost $17.50. Notably, both items likely cost a fraction of that to make, but it was good margins and smart business. What Pepsi failed to notice was the margins on the Harrier, which wasn't listed in the catalog, but was advertised in the commercial. John did some quick math and realized that the 7 million point Harrier would cost $700,000. Back in the real world, a fresh Harrier sells for north of $30 million. John Leonard found four investors who all pitched in. He then sent the check for $700,000 directly to Pepsi. His check said he wished to redeem his points for the Harrier they'd advertise in the commercial. And thus began a war of letters. Pepsi's marketing team wrote back, the item you've requested is not part of the Pepsi stuff collection. It is not included in the catalog or in the order form. Only catalog merchandise can be redeemed under this program. The Harrier jet in the commercial is fanciful and is included simply to create a humorous and entertaining ad. We apologize for any misunderstanding or confusion that you may have experienced. We are including some free product coupons for your use. John Leonard was not satisfied. His lawyer wrote a response. Your letter of May 7th, 1996 is totally unacceptable. We have reviewed the videotape of the Pepsi Stuff commercial and it clearly offers a new Harrier jet for 7 million Pepsi points. Our client followed your rules explicitly. This is a formal demand that you honor your commitment and make immediate arrangements to transfer the new Harrier jet to our client. 
If we do not receive transfer instructions within 10 business days of the date of this letter, you will leave us with no choice but to file an appropriate action against Pepsi. Pepsi's senior marketing executive, Raymond McGovern, then jumped in with his own letter. I find it hard to believe that you are of the opinion that the Pepsi stuff commercial, quote, commercial, really offers a new Harrier jet. The use of the jet was clearly a joke that was meant to make the commercial more humorous and entertaining. In my opinion, no reasonable person would agree with your analysis of the commercial. This is when formal court cases started firing up. Quite comically, Pepsi had to file an official case stating they shouldn't be required to furnish a Harrier jet to John Leonard. For the next three years, this case weaved through court systems before a judge ruled in Pepsi's favor for two key reasons. One, a commercial is not a contractual offer. Two, the commercial was clearly tongue-in-cheek. No reasonable person would have thought the offer was real. Lastly, and quite humorously again, the judge added this commentary. In light of the Harrier Jet's well-documented function in attacking and destroying surface-to-air targets, armed reconnaissance and air interdiction, and offensive and defensive anti-aircraft warfare, depiction of such a jet as a way to get to school in the morning is clearly not serious, even if the plaintiff contends the jet can be delivered in a form that removes its military use. Pepsi went on to amend its commercial, changing 7 million points to 700 million points. They would also add a small print to the advertisement, saying, just kidding. If there's any silver lining to all this madness, the case has now become a staple in law schools. A good majority of legal students will end up studying Leonard vs. PepsiCo Inc. as the case offers an entertaining look into the infinite gray area of contract law. All that being said, a small part of me still wishes they'd just given the guy the Harrier, or done something cool for him besides offering a few coupons. And a great job by Monty Montgomery, and just a delight to listen to, and in its own way, a kind of prank. I mean, I just wanted to see what would happen, but the idea of wrangling together $700,000 to just, well, stick it to Pepsi, just have some fun. And of course, the court stuck it right back to these folks, but they've always had this story as a result, and a great law case. The story of John Leonard and a suit against Pepsi for a Harrier jet here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, Boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash O-A-S. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we continue with Our American Stories. Up next, a story about a Marine turned cartoon animator, and so much more. Without any further ado, here's Mike Jens. I am a cartoonist, an animator, a cartoon director, and my story really began, as far as that goes, that end of my story, when I was seven years old. I was at a little school, and uh, I was in second grade, and I just remember sitting in a row and looking over at this little blonde girl right next to me and she was drawing trees and she just had a particular way of drawing them that intrigued me and as far as I can remember or think that was the first discretionary discriminatory thought I ever had regarding my cartoons she drew trees and I wanted to draw them like her 
So that's that kind of began my artistic uh, career as it were, seven years old. From that time on, I just was a cartoonist. Every time I could get a piece of paper in my hands, I was drawing cartoons. My dad was a career Marine, so we traveled all the time. Every year we were moving to a new school, a new location. And, uh, you know, for me to help identify or become identified as something to, to gain approval, I guess it was, with my peers, I drew cartoons and that won friends. And, uh, you know, really that is what established me as a young man. I had an identity as a cartoonist and that was very important to me. That lasted all the way through high school. I drew cartoons for the school newspapers and everything else. I went into, uh, graduated from uh, high school and went into Arizona State. I wanted to be an architect at the time. And uh, you know what? I just really wasn't ready for school. I was too, I was set free um, and just kind of just did everything I wanted to do except crack a book. And so at, after one semester of school, I ended up dropping out and uh, it had nothing going on for me. And this was during the, the Vietnam War. So the draft was very much a part of our lives at that time. And I had a low number. So I knew that Uncle Sam was gonna come calling for me. And sure enough, uh, he did. However, I beat him to the punch by one day. I enlisted in the Marine Corps because I was at a point in my life where I just didn't know who I was, where I was going, I had no purpose as it were. And so I said, you know what, the thing I know the most is the Marine Corps. And I joined the Marines, and that was at the end of 1970. I was in boot camp in January of 1971, and I remember standing out on the grinder uh, 240 buses were waiting for our company to be formed and the drill instructor comes out and he says how many of you guys of course he didn't say guys he said something else but uh, how many of you fellows know uh, how to drive 18 wheelers and a few hands raised in the crowd and then he says how many people know how to type and a few more hands raised in the crowd and I remember thinking there's these guys two guys behind me and they said I'm not volunteering for nothing well, of course, those are the guys that were going to become grunts because <laughs> they had no specialty. But anyways, he asked, how many artists are there in the bunch? And there's two of us out of 240 that raised our hands. And uh, after the, he broke up the assembly there, we were brought, the two of us were brought into a room and basically told to draw something, anything that was on our minds. And I drew a, a bulldog with, with a helmet and a machine gun firing at the camera or at the at the person looking at the cartoon and uh, afterward the guy the uh, troop handler goes well why'd you draw that he says well i was raised in the marine corps and i know that the bulldog is our our mascot and well anyways long story short that became my mos my military occupational specialty 1411 or 4911 i'm sorry and uh that was a combat illustrator. So when I graduated from boot camp and ITR, by the way, I was the honor man in boot camp because I, I wanted something to show who I was and the Marine Corps became my identity. And that was very important that I excel in something that uh, I wanted to you know, pursue. And at that time I wanted to pursue like my dad did, the Marine Corps as a career. 
and I was then on my way to Naples, Italy, and very soon became known in the barracks of 100 men as the barracks cartoonist, and I would draw cartoons for officers' parties and everything else and going, and that, that really sustained me. Again, it helped me to make friends, and it consolidated, uh, confirmed my identity as a, as a Marine, number one, and number two, of the cartoonist. I'd been in a Marine now for about a year or so, and I just started uh, feeling a great loneliness, a great emptiness in me that the identities of being a cartoonist and being a Marine just were not fulfilling. And uh, one night after a liberty, uh, these two Marines basically shared Jesus Christ with me, and I became a Christian. He became my new identity. And, uh, and believe me, it was an identity that, was, that took and changed my whole course in life. So I got out of the Marine Corps with an honorable discharge. I wanted to become a, a chaplain or a pastor, something behind a regular pulpit. And uh, so I went to Bible College in uh, Santa Cruz, California. There I became an English major because I love to write. I love books and reading and such. And again, I was the like the school cartoonist. I drew cartoons for the annuals, the, the yearbooks, for the school newspapers, etc. So I'm thinking, well, maybe God wants me to be somehow involved with cartooning uh, as a career or as a ministry, augmenting somehow my pastorate. But anyways, I went to four years of Bible college. There I met my wife, Kathy. And uh, we were married for after two years of school, and then we had another two years, and graduated. I didn't feel anymore as though God wanted me to be a pastor. I had no idea what he wanted me to do. So we decided we would call Kathy's parents, and they both lived down in Burbank area. We called them up, and they said they were just praying that God would bring us down to Burbank to do what we had no idea, but we took that as a, okay, Lord, you're telling us something. We don't have anything else to go on, so we're going to step out in faith and go down to Burbank. Well, we did. We got down there, and I started going around to all the different Christian organizations like Gospel Light, World Vision, David C. Cook, all of these organizations that would hire cartoonists to you know, to work on their magazines and whatever else. None of the doors open, all of those closed. Uh, nobody was hiring. Uh, and so with portfolio in my hand, I'm going, okay, God, now what? Well, my mother-in-law, Marcine, she knew someone at her church named Glea Vaughn. And Glea was the wife of a, an animator, a Warner Brothers animator named uh, Lloyd Vaughn. And she says, well, what if I set up a meeting with you and Lloyd? I said, well, great, wonderful. Now, Lloyd was one of Chuck Jones's stable of animators. Uh, Chuck Jones was a, uh, an Oscar-winning cartoon producer, director. He was known most notably for his Bugs Bunnies, etc. Anyways, uh, so, and Lloyd was one of his chief animators. You can see his name on uh, the credits. And you've been listening to Mike Jens tell the story of his life as a career Marine, moving from town to town, finding his identity in this thing called cartooning. He dropped out of college, 
knew Uncle Sam was beckoning, beat him to the chase, avoiding the draft by enlisting in the Marines. And it was 1970, no less. The Marine Corps became my identity. I excelled there and became a combat illustrator. And when God beckoned him to become a pastor, well, it didn't work out, and he wondered what God's plans were for him. He'd become a Christian. That was his new identity. He drove down to Burbank, hoping to work with a Christian ministry, but was denied, only to have a door open with the great, the legendary Chuck Jones and the Warner Brothers animation team. More of this remarkable story here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Uh, 
And we continue with Our American Stories, and let's pick up where we last left off with Mike Jens telling us the story of getting a meeting with cartoon animator Lloyd Vaughn. Vaughn is known for his work at Warner Brothers, working for legendary Looney Tunes cartoonist Chuck Jones. Here again is Mike Jens. Anyhow, so I'm in uh, Lloyd's house and uh, showing him my portfolio. And he looked at it and he looked at me and he said, Mike, you need to be in cartoon animation. I said, really? (laughs) He said, yeah, you need to be in cartoon animation. And here, let me make a call for you. This was back in 1977. And so he gets on the phone and calls a guy by the name of Harry Love. And Harry was a, an animator at Hanna-Barbera at the time, and he was also teaching a night class on animation. And so he gets Harry on the phone and says, I'd like to send Mike over and have him show you his portfolio, which he did. Went over there, met Harry, showed him my portfolio, and Harry goes, Mike, how would you like to be in our night class? And of course, I, you know, just agog. And I said, absolutely, I'd love it. So at night, I'm... Uh, learning how to animate. I'm sitting at the desks of animators who had animated on Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Flintstones. I mean, this place is like, you know, the mecca for cartoonists. And I had arrived, and it was wonderful. So for the next couple of months, I'm, you know, going to the class at night learning how to animate. And it was like all the bells and whistles in my head started sounding because I had now arrived as a cartoonist. I love to see my drawings animate. So I had these five shows that I created while at Hanna-Barbera's ink and paint department. And we learned at the uh, Harry Loves class that Filmation was hiring assistant animators. I go, oh wow, that would be cool. Filmation Studios, they did Fat Albert and Tarzan and those kinds of Saturday morning shows. And a guy by the name of uh, Lou Irwin was in charge of the assistant animators there at uh, Filmation. He saw my stuff. He said, Mike, you got a job. So all of a sudden now, from inking and painting, I am now an official assistant animator working on, you know, Mighty Mouse, uh, Fat Albert, Tarzan, etc. These shows that were being shown on Saturday morning cartoons, which I was just completely thrilled about. And furthermore, I was making a decent salary at that point, was able to join the union, the Cartoonist Guild. And uh, my wife and I were able to move out of the parents' house, who were supporting us at the time, and, ha- and move into our own place. Anyways, I'm now a- an assistant animator and um, I worked there until the Christmas season, at which point I got laid off. Everybody, most people get laid off at the Christmas season because that's when the season ends. And during that holiday break over Christmas uh, is when the producers are trying to sell their new shows to the networks. Well, here I am unemployed and I've got, you know, bills to pay. And I'm wondering, okay, God, what do we do? And Kathy and I prayed, of course. And uh, so I went driving around all over the different animation studios with my portfolio in hand and uh, trying to find a job. And nothing was available. And they're all shut down for the the season. Anyway, so here I'm driving along Coenga Boulevard in the Burbank area. And uh, I see the Hanna-Barbera Studios there. 
And I just had a prompting, an inner prompting, Mike, go, go in there and try to get a job there. Now, why would I go there when I had just worked there earlier and gotten laid off from the ink and paint department? Anyways, I went into the studio. The parking lot was empty, and that's not a good sign that tells me that they're all laid off too. But I walked into the studio and went up to the receptionist, and I said, I'd like to know if there's somebody here I can show my portfolio to for a job. And she said, and I'm not kidding, hold on, let me see if Bill Hanna is available. <laughs> and before I could under- register what she just said, Bill Hanna of Hanna Barbera, the guy who created Huckleberry Hound and the Flintstones and all of those great uh, cartoons that were on television, she says, let me see if I can get a hold of Bill for you. Two seconds later, Mike head on up to Bill Hanna's office. So here I am shaking like a leaf with my portfolio, and I went in there, and there he was. And I'm not kidding, he had his feet up on his desk. There's Bill Hanna. I, I introduced myself, and, and he said, well, what do you got, Mike? And so I brought out the five shows that I had created, and he was very interested in those. He took a great interest. We were there talking in his office for an hour and a half. And at one point, he brought in all of these studio heads to introduce them to me. And uh, so here's Mike. Has anybody here got any work? I know that it's the layoff time, but does anybody have any work for Mike? And one guy by the name of Raj Peron stepped forward. He said, yeah, I got something if he's interested in doing a coloring book. So I said, well, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it gave me enough money to pay for our bills that helped us through the layoff period. I was then rehired after that was completed. I was rehired by Filmation, and uh, I met one of the producers there, Don Christensen, and he saw my coloring book, and he saw my drawings that I'd done uh, that I'd showed Bill Hanna. He said, how would you like to be a storyboard artist? Didn't realize it at the time, but this was a turning point in my career. And if anybody doesn't know what a storyboard artist does, he's the guy that takes a script and turns it into its visual form, first visual form, uh, scene by scene, shot by shot, close up, long shot, down shot, up shot. All of the different approaches to producing a cartoon are done through the storyboard artist. So basically what I was being handed was the gift, the, the ability the teaching instruction on how to create films. It was during that time, actually in 1977, when I came up with an idea called Theo. And at that point, I just I, I thought, you know what? Cartoons are a universal language. Kids love cartoons. It doesn't matter what part of the world they're from, what ethnicity, what age, really. People love cartoons. What a great vehicle for communicating biblical truth. What a great pulpit uh, to be working from behind. My animation desk, my drawing table became my pulpit. Uh, I did not realize it in 1978 when I created Theo that it was going to take 30 years before God finally gave me the financing to produce that uh, series. But I'm glad I didn't know, because what I had to go through was basically, I, I left Filmation and I started working for Marvel Productions of Spider-Man fame. I used to play chess in my lunch hours with Stan Lee. <laughs> I used to beat him. <laughs> he beat me too. 
But uh, we had a great time together, a great guy. But anyways, I worked at Marvel for seven years. It was during that time that I went from being a storyboard artist to being a writer and also for being, uh, also being a director of shows and a, finally as a producer of shows. Uh, primetime specials, I produced their very first uh, feature film, and I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but the My Little, Little Pony feature film, you may have seen that before, uh, that was me who produced that and directed it. And you've been listening to Mike Jens tell his journeyman story, his story of an artist, actually, because this is how artists live, job to job, in a job, out of a job, fired, rehired, laid off, brought back. But he stayed with it. He stayed with his calling, his purpose. And soon, well, he was about to do his own show. But that conversation with that secretary, let me see if Bill Hanna is available. And there he was, feet on his desk. My goodness, what a moment in his life. When we come back, more of Mike Jens's story here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we continue with Our American Stories. And let's return to our storyteller, Mike Jens, who was just sharing how his rise in the animation industry involved working for the likes of Marvel Productions and playing chess with Stan Lee in his spare time to producing primetime cartoon specials like My Little Pony, the movie in 1986, featuring the voices of Danny DeVito, Madeline Kahn, Rhea Perlman, and Tony Randall. Here again is Mike Jen. I produced Fraggle Rock uh, the, the, for NBC, the, the animated version of Fraggle Rock with Jim Henson. had a great time at Marvel and learned everything I needed to know to have my own studio with my own cartoons going through it. I left uh, Marvel in 1988. There was a big change in the industry at that time. A lot of people from New York were moving and buying up animation studios. Back in the earlier days, studios were run by guys like Bill Hanna and Joe Barbera. They were animators, they were directors. Even at Filmation, Lou Scheimer was, a, was an animator. These were guys that understood the process and understood the artistic mentality or the temperament. So in 1988, things had all changed and Marvel had been bought out by an organization called New World Entertainment and uh, the, the handwriting was on the wall. Anyways, Fraggle Rock came to a close and I ended up working uh, for a couple of other studios, I worked for DreamWorks Television. Then after that, I worked for Saban Entertainment, where I produced three shows for them. They ran out of work. I was no longer needed, and so now I'm unemployed. And uh, it was kind of a hard time in my life because I go, I'm, I'm not producing anything. I'm not doing anything. Nobody wants me. <laughs> I know, a sad story. Uh, and that lasted for three years. But uh, again, I just felt like, okay, God, what is it? What happened to Theo? What happened to that vision that I had back in 1978 uh, about creating this particular series for, for you? And, and one day I got called into my, uh, my father-in-law's. I'm not going to tell you what he does, but it, it, he, he has an, a small business. And he asked me, Mike, do you want to work for me? And I said, well, sure, I need a job. So I became a machinist for two years, working in a machine. And uh, I, I don't know, I guess it was God humbling me, 
bringing me to, because I was a little full of myself then. And so I think it was kind of a process of God humbling me and teaching me what it means to truly just sit and wait upon him because he is the one who is in control, not me. And so Kurt asked me, my father-in-law asked me, he said, Mike, how much would it cost to produce Theo? And, I, and I'm thinking, you don't know what you're asking me. It would cost millions of dollars because um, the kind of animation I want to do is, you know, American animation, which is the, the best in the world, but it's very, very expensive. So I just, uh, I told him what it would cost for me to do a five-minute promo video if I did it kind of guerrilla-like and just hired guys and they're all working together. So I went to one of the animator friends of mine and said, can we do this for 10000 He said, yeah, we can do it. That grew. The money started coming in and it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. And we did, and we ended up doing 17 episodes of Theo, 10-minute episodes of Theo, uh, 170 minutes worth of animation, extremely expensive, millions of dollars worth of, of monies came in. Anyways, uh, Theo was produced, and, uh, and people can watch it today, see it today, and go to theopresents.com. That's how they can look at this project. But the dream was fulfilled. People may not know what Theo is. Uh, Theo, I wanted to, I created Theo back, like I said, in 1978. My idea was to create a, an animated theologian. Now, that may scare people a lot just hearing the word theologian, but it's basically, he's a kindly English gentleman who lives in England on the on the Colne River. And he has mice, church mice, that he talks to, and they talk to him. It's uh, very much using the, uh, the medium of cartoons, but it's done in a way that I think is very endearing. <laughs> now, the first rule in our new exclusive club is that I am the Grand Vizier. You're the Grand Fish Ear? Vizier. Grand Vizier. What's the second rule? The second rule is that we won't let anyone into our club way down live. They're snubbed. How about Theo? Theo's a human. No humans allowed. Snubbed. That just leaves us only, Luther. The Us Only Club. What a name! How exclusive can you get? Just think, we can be as messy as we want, stay up past our bedtime, eat snacks between meals, collect dues. Dues? But there's only you and me in the club. Hmm, have to think that one through. Anyways... And he teaches uh, the mice because they usually mess up in some way, and he will use that as a springboard that uh, launches into a biblical story, uh, as well as he will wrap it up in, in a way that is entertaining to children. If, if the kids aren't going to be entertained, they're not going to listen to what you have to say. So in that sense, uh, Theo is a very entertaining project. What an interesting hat you have there, Belfry. It's our official Us Only Club hat. You can't have one because you got snubbed. I got snubbed? Oh, dear. Luther snubbed you. He's the Grand Fish Ear. Did he say Fish Ear? Luther said humans don't have clubs. Oh, but they do. Humans have many sorts of clubs. 
Is this your club, Theo? No, this is where the church meets. The church isn't a club? No, but unfortunately people sometimes treat the church like a club. It's very sad. Others think of it as a place where people who look and think alike get together once a week. Some take pride in their church, but look down their noses on others. And then there are those who avoid going to church altogether. But that isn't what God intended at all. Here is what a healthy church in the first century looked like. Fully animated with beautiful music, the animators that we ended up getting 30 years later were top drawer animators. Why? Well, because at that time, which was not the case in 1978 when I created Theo, at the time, uh, uh, there was CGI or the 3D animation that Pixar, through Pixar, everybody was doing this kind of stuff. And the 2D animators, the traditional animators, most of them were no longer needed. And some very, very talented men and women were suddenly out on the streets. Uh, and at my disposal, I was able to hire these people to work on Theo when the time finally came. And also, we had some top-rated uh, guy by the name of um, John Sponsler. He had worked with Hans Zimmer and with the guys that did the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean franchises. He's a, a brilliant composer, and he was available to work on the Theo series. Every single episode of Theo is scored, and by that I mean it's not library music. Typically in a cartoon show, television show, they will create library cues. You know, this, this is a cue for sadness. This is a cue for adventure. This is a cue for excitement or whatever, danger. And when they're editing the film, they will bring those cues out to, you know, to help, you know, underscore a picture. Not the case with Theo. Every single frame of film was scored to picture by John. So I say that boasting because it speaks to what God has done and allowed to happen with the creation of this project. I had to wait 30 years, yes, but it was worth the wait. And uh, now I have finally retired, although I am writing, write books, uh, and I'm living here in Montana, enjoying a place that I always wanted to live. Uh, but of course, at the time when I got into the cartoon business, there were no cartoonists or no animation studios here in Montana. Anyways, uh, that ha is how I would like to end my little story here, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And a great job on the production by Greg Hengler, and a special thanks to Mike Jens for sharing with us his story, the story of a cartoonist turned Marine turned Christian who thought God called him to be a pastor and who ended up using his animation gifts to create his own ministry through his art and craft with his project, his love, Theo. If you wish to learn more about Theo, go to theopresents.com. And to hear the podcast version of the show, subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Jens' story here on Our American Stories. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.